everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Horror Stands podcast. I'm Matt. Hey, this is Steve. And on this episode, we're going into the Ring classic movie. Yup, yup. Uh, from this is the remake from 2002. The originals from 1998. There's an original. I actually watched it for the first time last night. I didn't even know there was an original. My mind is blown right now. Flop. No, <laughs> no but I, I just felt like I felt like it was the right thing to do. <laughs> like, I feel like bad not watching some of the originals sometimes. Yeah. Because, I mean, we wouldn't have this movie, obviously, if mm-hmm. it wasn't for what came before. Right. But I do have to say I like the remake better. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was it much different? Like, plot-wise? Or... um. The plot was pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. It was a half hour shorter than this movie, but it felt longer to me. <laughs> well, um, like I know s- some people prefer, obviously, this st- it doesn't have the bigger budget production values and all that that this Hollywood version has. Mm-hmm. So people find that scarier in mm-hmm. the original film, um, and I can see that. But I do really like you know the cinematography and everything in this. It's mm-hmm. very well made, and some of the scares worked. Mm-hmm. better in the remake for me actually mm-hmm. and i felt like they didn't explain as much which i like you know yeah this is where we differ yes. sometimes yes but it, it was still it was a good movie and it was good to finally see it you know mm-hmm. after all these years so i can compare but yeah did you know about anything about this movie uh so i had seen one of the scary movies. I can't remember. It was three. Three. Okay, yeah. I saw Scary Movie 3, which incorporated some elements from the ring into it. I mean, it's that scene is pretty iconic um, <laughs> and in its own right with Brenda. Yes. C- Cindy, the TV's leaking. leaking. <laughs> oh, she's messing up. This bitch is messing up my floor. Yeah. <laughs> she starts beating her up. Yeah. So I had... It kind of s- ruins it, though. Yeah, a little bit. I had some idea of the plot, and then I don't know where I had seen this, but I remember seeing, you know, some, probably on YouTube, we'll just say YouTube, some YouTube video of horror movies and whatever, and it goes into the ending scene for this one, which I hadn't remembered. I didn't remember it. It's iconic. It is. And then when I finally got there, I was like, oh, I I remember this now. So did you see the actual scene from this movie before, like clips? Or just the one from Scary Movie. So I've three. I did see the actual last scene of of this movie, and then yes, yeah, Scary Movie three. Um, yeah, but this movie was directed by Gore Verbinski. Really, his big thing before this. I mean, I don't really call it a big thing. He did this movie called Mouse Hunt in '97, which I guess is supposed to be actually really good. It's just not my thing. It's more of a family movie. It'll be on our Patreon. Well, yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll do an audio commentary to Mouse Hunt. You're welcome. <laughs> he did, and before this, he did this movie called The Mexican with Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt, which nobody ever really talks about. It kind of just came and went. Mm-hmm. I guess it's. And then did these little movies called Pirates of the Caribbean 1, 2, and 3. Um, so, so um, again, not my thing, but I know, obviously, those movies have its fans. Are you a Pirates I think fan? I, I like The Ride at Disney. <laughs> so that's a no. I, I also, the I Ride's watched, pretty iconic. I watched the first two movies, mm-hmm. I believe, and then after that, I just kind of fell off the wagon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I had nothing against them. <laughs> um. I do. No, just kidding. <laughs> I hate pirates. Um, but no, yeah, he. I think he did 
a great job directing this movie. Uh, written by Aaron, Aaron Kruger, what a last name, um, who wrote Scream 3. Um, you know, I, I love Scream 3, obviously. Aaron Kruger isn't Kevin Williamson, I'll just say that. Uh, like, it's hard coming into a movie and, you know, they have such a distinct voice. And, you know, Scream 3 is kind of a mess. But it's an entertaining mess. I guess he did good under the circumstances. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't consider Aaron Kruger a good writer in general, to be honest with you. Like he did Reindeer Games with Ben Affleck, which was bad. The Skeleton Key, which is okay, mostly because of the twist at the end, which is great. But it's kind of a mediocre movie overall. Blood and Chocolate, flop. He He wrote three of the Transformers movies, which, I mean... Let's be honest. Do those have great scripts? No. Maybe not great substance, but... Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson. The best Ghost in the so Shell. He's got some <laughs> flop. So this is definitely his best movie, in my opinion, his best script. But it's kind of funny to me that his best script was a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he had some source material to go off of. Right. And he wrote The Ring 2 in 2005, which is pretty bad, too. So and that wasn't based on any source material. That was just his own script. And this movie had um, heavy rewrites from Scott Frank. He wrote this movie called Malice with Nicole Kidman and Alec Baldwin, which is really good. Out of Sight with George Clooney and J-Lo, Minority Report, Logan. So he's Logan so I kind of awesome. like how much of this script, which I think is pretty good, did the Scott Frank rewrite, you know. <laughs> Sorry for the shade. Kruger had a little, a little extra help. <laughs> a little help. Um, this was the highest grossing horror remake of all time until it from 2017 came out, mm-hmm. which, I mean, is that a remake that's debatable? It's a, an adaption of the book, but whatever. Um, and also, it started the J Horror Trend, as it was called. So, because this movie did so well, we got like a remake of The Grudge. Dark Water. The Grudge was a remake? The Grudge is a remake. Like this movie this movie, like in around this time period, it was torture porn and J horror movies. Okay. So J horror? J horror. Like oh. Japanese horror. Yes. Have you heard of that? Yes. Oh, because we were talking about it one night with um in Olivia Rodrigo's music video. She's got the gloves. You know what she was. I know about? she was inspired by some. Yeah, it was horror movies, It was the right? one movie we were both talking. Oh, now it's gonna bug me. I can't remember the name. It's it's Google. with it's with the it's with the woman who she basically takes hold of this guy and like tortures him. I, I believe. Oh yes, it was um, audition. Yes, like. I do have to say that gave Olivia some major cool points <laughs> in my book. Um, but so stuff like that. I can't believe time. we haven't had a remake of Audition. Like with ScarJo. <laughs> with Scar- <laughs> oh my god! I mean, she is Japanese, right? Yeah. Um, so, and then we had Pulse, One Miss Call. Like a lot of these, none of these are as good as this movie, in my opinion. But you know, this movie was definitely influential for sure. Yeah, I didn't. Re- so I always would see advertisements for The Ring and The Grudge, and I often kind of thought, like, oh, like I would interchange them in my head a little right. bit. Just well, they have this- the the classic, um, the girl with long hair, yeah, look. So, and, and I don't know if it was just the style of film that it was or whatever, but just they seem very similar to me. They are. The, this is just a superior version. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I do. I will watch The Grudge because you know. 
my queen Sarah Michelle Gellar's in it, mm-hmm. but I definitely prefer this movie. Um, but yeah, what I really liked about this movie is watching it now. It seems very modern. I mean, you get past the whole VCR tape thing and think of how they can do that now, and that's fine. But you look at all the characters and everything, what they're wearing, what's going oh, on. Yes. It seems like it could all visually, it take, yeah, it holds up. Yeah, very absolutely. Well. Like, I mean, this definitely has like the two thousand. It's very green. Yeah, that's and that's it, the grunge. And honestly, feel. that usually bugs me. I don't like mm-hmm. that, but here it completely works for me. Yeah, like, there's just such a sense of dread and atmosphere mm-hmm. throughout every frame of this movie, and that's what I really like about it. Mm-hmm. Was just like this building tension that keeps building and building mm-hmm. until the end. Yeah, it's hard to think this movie came out almost, if if not twenty years ago. Right, like, point. and if if they just had the the tape, the VHS tape, be a Blu-ray. Yeah. I mean, this would fit right into like, modern times. Exactly. Or if it was screaming on, like, voodoo or something. <laughs> That's how Samara could get to people. Yeah. It's like, you're watching your Netflix, and then all of a sudden, the Ring video starts playing. <laughs> you watched the wrong video. That's in the next remake of this movie. But, like, even in the opening credits, like, I love it when an opening credits, like, does something to, uh, like, when the DreamWorks logo comes up. You yes. see a little flash of the ring. Yeah. Like, whenever they mess with it in movies, I think it's so fun. I yeah. love that little touch. Yeah, and just throughout the movie, too, you get those little flashes. And I, I love seeing that. Yeah, I had that exact thing written down here, too, where it was, they have it in the same style as the videotape that's out there. I really like yes, that. Yes, it's a very nice touch. Yeah. But even this this opening scene, like, I kind of like that we start with, like, these high school girls, like, they're wearing the, the classic high school girl outfit, mm-hmm. and you almost feel like, if you have a, if you don't know what this movie is, you're like, is this just going to be, like, a teeny bopper horror movie, yeah. maybe? So I think yeah. that's almost intentional play on that, like, because it ends up being a pretty adult kind of serious movie but based on the beginning you're like oh is it just gonna be like more of like a supernatural slasher like what's what's going on here Mm -hmm. but i love this opening scene and like like the fake outs like when the one girl's like i listen i watch the tape and she's like freaking out and she starts like like you think she's dying and she's just choking yeah Yeah. (laughs) she's like joshua jackson urban legend like she's committed (laughs) you know um and then of course she's faking so we Mm -hmm. think oh she didn't watch the tape and then the phone rings and you see her look on her face she's like and the girl's like there really is a tape and you just see the fear in the girl's mm-hmm. eyes. Like, I, I really like these fake outs in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, well, like, the mom's, you think the mom's on the phone. Or the mom's on the phone. The mom but, is on the phone, yeah. But, like, you know, you don't know that right away. Yeah, you think it's, because they talk about, you know, you get a phone call in like seven days. And then the, the, the phone rings. And it's not seven days. The Becca just picks up the phone. And she and she just waits there with the phone. Says very little. Yeah, there's a big long pause before, and then she's like, "Oh, hey, mom." Yeah, like it's just (laughs) messing with the audience, basically. And then they have more fake outs too. Kind of reminded me of Scream Five. Their fridge. Yeah, with the fridge. Yeah, (laughs) the fridge is open. You have a little tension there. You think something's gonna be behind there, and and then there's nothing. I love it when a movie does that when there's is nothing, and they're just messing with you. Or like the classic, um, they'll always be like the mirror in the bathroom scene Mm -hmm. where they'll close the like the medicine cabinet Mm -hmm. mirror and. You there's, know, there's either something or there's not something. Yeah, everyone's on the edge of their seat. Oh, what's gonna be there? Because I, I mean, I know I was for that part. I was like, oh, there's a fridge. What's oh, something's gonna be there? And then nothing was there. Nothing's there. <laughs> but yeah, I really like this opening scene. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was great. Definitely pulled me, pulled me right in. Yeah. And actually, I'm not gonna 
keep comparing this to the original but i do think overall like how the scene ends is much more effective than the original Mm -hmm. and i'll just you know i'll just say that oh they went a a little further without being too explicit either like you just see some she opens up the door to her bedroom and you just see some flashes you know then we're on to the next scene but you get a quick flash of her face and what happens to it when she dies but you don't really you don't see it for very long and this movie was pg-13 i believe so they try to keep it not super explicit you know they, they yeah. keep they keep it p- pretty pg-13 and this movie completely works as a pg-13 i don't think it needed to be our no. i do kind of think the studios after this though were, were like unless it was torture porn which can't be pg-13 obviously <laughs> they were like oh we can get away with doing pg-13 horror movies and it doesn't always work so mm-hmm. i do think it kind of hurt horror a little bit like I mean, this movie did it well, but other movies definitely didn't. Mm -hmm. But then we're introduced to our lead character, played by Naomi Watts, uh, fresh off of her starring role in Mulholland Drive. And I I love her in this role as Rachel. I think she's very good. She's kind of like this kind of hard-ass, like, sassy... Detective almost. Detective, (laughs) like, you know, she's a little cold, though. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not necessarily, like, mother of the year. But I kind of like seeing that. She's not, like, perfect, you know, mom. Yeah, it gives her you know, human characteristics and makes her relatable. But I've always liked Naomi Watts. She doesn't always have the best choices in uh, movies, I'll say that. <laughs> but did you like her in this? Yeah, I, th- I thought she was I thought she was really good. She gave a great performance. I, later on, you could feel some of her fear, let's say. Uh, but overall, yeah, I thought she did really well. Yeah, you could feel her anxiety, yeah. you know, throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And... She's like, I'm kind of concerned about your son because he's been drawing these pictures of Katie, you know, the girl who died, mm-hmm. who's, I think, his cousin. Yes. And she's like, that's, and Rachel's like, that's just his way of coping. You know, he's a kid. And she's like, when did she die? And she's like, the other day or something. And she's like, he drew these last week. Yeah. Like, that's kind of ominous. Yeah. And you're like, how the heck did this kid know about? But then again, at first, you're like, oh, yeah, all kids draw something and just to express themselves, which might play a part later on. <laughs> I mean, this kid isn't exactly normal, though. Like, he calls his mom Rachel. Yeah, I never... So that confused me for a while, because I was like, oh, the kid, this, this is his kid's mom. And then he's, this kid would start calling his mom Rachel. And I thought, wait, is this his sister who now is raising the kid? Is this his... Yeah, like, I don't what know is this, if it's but... just because, like, he's presented as such an adult that... I mean, he like he's the scene before the funeral. He's like dressing himself. He puts out his mom's clothes mm-hmm. like he goes to school yeah, by himself. That's right. Like if this is just his he thinks he's an adult, basically, yeah. like just call your mom, mom, kid. What What is even his name? Aiden. Aiden. I think it's Aiden. Yeah. Like you're a little freak. <laughs> I know calling my mom by her first name probably would have never flown. <laughs> Start trying it. See what she says. <laughs> <laughs> and then we learn that. Katie had told Aiden she knew she was going to die. So she had watched the tape, obviously. We found out in the first scene. So she got that call. So she knows there's a phone call. And I don't think Aiden knows at this point that there's a phone call involved or not. Yeah, I don't know what he knows, but he know, I think he, there's... He knows more than everyone else at this point. <laughs> right. And then we have this um, scene at the house after the funeral. Mm-hmm where she's talking to her sister and now we have well i think 
is one of the best jump scares of all time. Maybe even the best, I want to say. You know what I'm talking about? The closet scene. The closet scene? Well, no. What? When she goes, um, she's talking to Rachel, like, I don't understand what happened. Oh. I talked to four doctors. What's going to just stop a girl's heart like that? Uh-huh. And she's like, please investigate this, Rachel. Yes. Like, I seen her face. Then all of a and sudden. If it goes to the closet, and then when they open the closet door, they're... Katie is right. There's yes. like this like loud shrieking sound, which is mm-hmm. very unnerving. Mm-hmm. You just see her like face looks horrific and it just kind of flops down. Mm-hmm. It's just to me, this is a good jump scare because it's completely out of left field. Yeah. Like there's n- zero, literally zero build up to mm-hmm. it. And I still remember I saw this in the theater as the audience reaction. Oh, really? They were shook and they were <laughs> shook for a while. And like, to, to me, like that's why this is might be the best jump scare of all time. That's when you when you said closet, I I finally realized what it was. But yes, <laughs> yeah. As soon as I said no, closet, yeah, I was like, okay, now nah, now nah, I got you. But You're yeah, like, no, I went to the good. bathroom during that scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's that, you know, the funeral. There's nothing going on. <laughs> I, I can miss this. <laughs> but I guess I did a little research after this, and I think when Samara kills you, I think the filmmakers said. Like she she's mentally projecting those images throughout the movie in your head Mm -hmm. and which causes um, kind of like a mental overload and it kind of dries you out and explodes you from the inside, which would kind of explain the look, I guess, like the kind of dehydrated, decayed. Yeah. Um, But yeah, when we see like these bodies, like it's pretty disturbing, like the twisted Mm -hmm. faces. Yes. Like Stan Winston did the um, effects like. R.I.P. Stan Winston, one of the greats. Mm-hmm. Like he did the the T Rex and Jurassic Park, the oh big alien and aliens. Like he, great work, great work. Yeah. Oh wait, maybe I'm wrong. Wait, I'm gonna get my horror card revoked. It might have been Rick Baker, also icon. So let us know who was it. Was it Rick Baker or Stan Winston? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, DM us on Insta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But then she goes outside and like I like how when she's like talking to these teens outside, we get back to back episodes with Adam Brody, who has a little cameo mm-hmm. here. Um, Notice that. And then earlier you mentioned how you know, the parents told Rachel to go and investigate. That's what you do. They said you ask questions. So right away, we're, we're not told what her job is, but we're getting a sense. Yeah, we're getting a sense. Okay, like, what does she do? Like, is she, is she some sort of oh my detective or something? What, when she talks to her boss, it's so funny to me. <laughs> when she, like, she's he's like, you're fired. She's like, no, I'm no. Not. She's like, not even paying attention. She's like, no, I'm not. And then yeah. she shoes him away. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. She's like, I got a good story. Like, oh, okay. And then you just, you just. He accepts it. And I she's think not. earlier, before she was in the classroom, you see her walking in, and she's like, whatever his name is, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take my little red, that little red pencil you like so much and stick it in your eye or something <laughs> like that. Like, he needs to go to HR, basically. <laughs> I've, this guy's life is in danger. <laughs> so yeah, she's, uh, Rachel starts talking um, with some of the other family members, and there's these two girls out there. They're smoking. I like when she like takes the girl's cigarette yeah. and the girl's like, oh, okay. She's like, and she's like, and then she's like, oh, I, I remember doing this when I was like, she's like, age. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel knew what was up. <laughs> and that's when, uh, we learn that Josh, Katie's boyfriend has also died. The plot thickens. So there's some connection, not just a coincidence. 
on the same day. The same day. And then I believe she goes to investigate at what time they died. And she goes because it other, matches up. Yeah. And there's other people that there were two that we don't think we there's, there's a group the, of friends. That the friends, it. the other friends. too. Yeah. We eventually find out they died. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At the same time. But then we have the scene where I don't I forget where she gets those pictures from but she goes to like the photo place back when people did that yep. and she's looking through the pictures and it's like normal 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 mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she sees them and their faces you know are all blurry yeah just distorted and s- s- scream like almost so then she goes to the cabin where katie and her friend stayed and like she's talking to the guy who works there and like i like that she just like looks on He's like, yeah, we have those tapes, these tapes here, because mm-hmm. like, aren't we a bad cable or something like that? You just see like the one tape without like a box, just unlabeled, there, unlabeled. Yeah. So she's like, hmm. So she kind of like takes the, takes the tape, and this is when she goes in and watches it. There's a lot of disturbing images in this. This tape was so creepy to watch while Katie was watching it. Ugh. I don't find it that creepy. No. As I, th- I think it was a little creepier in the original, to be mm-hmm. honest, even though like it didn't go on long enough. But the tape was way too short in mm-hmm. the original. Um, I almost wish there was a way we could have had it where you didn't see any of the images. Like I watched this movie recently. It was called We're All Going to the World's Fair, which I didn't like very much, to be honest with you. <laughs> I appreciated what they were trying to do. Uh-huh. It was basically like these people would watch a video on the Internet. It was supposed to be like the scariest video ever um and you didn't see any of it and i just thought that you know it's like one of those things like what's in your mind would be scary or like maybe what they're seeing is so scary but it's fine like i understand why we need to see the images because Mm -hmm. it plays directly into the plot later on but it still it still works and you know then she immediately gets the phone call it's a wrong number no just kidding (laughs) Uh, and it says Seven days. Seven days. And not to bring up Scary Movie 3 again, but it's so funny if you remember. She's like, was it like business days? Seven business days? Like, what what if there's a holiday? Uh, it's, it's hard not to think about that sometimes. Um, yeah. But in the score, I want to mention the score by Hans Zimmer, iconic composer. Like, he works with Christopher Nolan a lot now. Yes. Um, the score for Tenet went off. I'll just say that. Did it really? Great score. Did you see Tenet? I didn't see. T- uh, there. I love Christopher Nolan films, but well, I did not, not that see much. Tenet. Apparently, I liked. Uh, <laughs> I, I just missed Tenet. I had absolutely zero clue what was happening during Tenet, but I the still score. was engaged, and the score was great. Okay, uh, but yeah, the score is just very haunting. Like while watching the video, did you see there was like a box of penises? Did you see that? I did not. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a thing. I, I saw a box of fingers. Was it fingers? I thought it was It was penis. like the fingers moving. Yeah. You saw little dicks. I thought it was dicks. It was not Get dicks. your mind out of the gutter. I could have swore. This is a PG-13. PG <laughs> we'll have to turn on the uh, the explicit tab. We'll, well that was actually one. like a, I remember a special feature on the DVD when yeah. it came out. Like it was like a secret, a special feature you had to click on like hit like right on the remote like uh-huh. at, a, at a certain spot and then the tape would play uh-huh. you know which was pretty oh, cool feature too, that's really creepy cool. yeah and i think like the promotion for this movie was pretty clever like months before they even 
released a trailer or anything they would just have like the tv spots it would just be like parts of the videotape like they didn't even say the ring or when it was coming out oh, that's so that's some clever marketing that's really creepy i, I but no. we'll have to pause to see if we could see the little little penises slash next fingers time. i thought I, 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 I was so shocked when i saw it. I was like a why is this in a pg-13 film and b what does this have to do with anything in this movie but i guess i'll find out but it would make much more sense with the fingers because I think in the in the film as well, there's someone with like their nail, their finger goes through a nail or something like that. Yeah, when they see the nails in the wall and the well at the end, and then there's a quick flash of the one part of the video mm-hmm. where the finger, the nail goes through the finger. Yeah. So I think pretty much, I don't know if every single image is explained. I don't think so. Like we had that one kind of gross part where we see like a close up of a guy's mouth. Mm-hmm. Like something's coming up through it. Well, even there, it kind of ties into when she's taking the microphone thing out of her mouth. So maybe that's that. The maggots could just be part of the dead. The body. maggots weren't in the movie. Other, yeah, maggots just dead bodies. Yeah. So I guess not everything's explained, which is yeah. fine. But yeah, it's pretty creepy. That's what you're all about. <laughs> yeah. And then we, after she watches the tape, we start. The countdown. We see the countdown on the screen. Day one. I thought that was really cool. I like that. I like that too. Usually I don't like title cards in movies, mm-hmm. but here it worked because we're counting down to something. It's more suspense. You're like, oh, yeah. we're on day four. You only mm-hmm. have three days left. Like, it's pretty good. And it kind of helps too just to keep track of it. Like, okay, what do they do on day one? Like, you don't want to have to, okay, she went to bed. They're not going to show every time she goes to bed or every time it's a new day. So it kind of does help you figure out no, where, where they are. are. Yeah. And I like this. They did this in a video game one time, and it was just so ominous in a Zelda game when you would see it in like day one, and they'd have this music play. So it kind of reminded me of that, too, which I thought was really cool. That was in the original Zelda game? No, it was in like the... uh, Majora's Mask for the N64. So it's, it's, oh, cool. It's, it was so Zelda's in the ring universe. Yeah, they are. <laughs> They're one <laughs> nice. <of> the same. <laughs> uh, but we're introduced to... I guess what we're presume who is presumably Rachel's ex boyfriend or husband we don't really know. Um, Mart played by Martin Henderson from the iconic movie Torque, fucking ridiculous movie, and Britney's toxic video. Um, there you go. <laughs> oh, and he was an ex recently too. So oh, he's which, got some horror cred who, to his name. Who was he an ex? He was the obviously his performance was inspired by Matthew McConaughey. He was like the the producer of okay. the movie like he was like running around in his underwear he got poked in the eye with the spoilers for x <laughs> maybe we'll do x at some point <laughs> uh, um but yeah he yeah he's good in this movie too i like their relationship mm-hmm. like they're kind of banter back and forth like mm-hmm. there's obviously still kind of feelings but like also like like they kind of like like to rib each other like yeah. back and forth like it's very fun um and then she decides to show him the tape or she's hesitant but he wants to see the tape curiosity killed the cat <laughs> i mean literally though um, <laughs> but yeah, I, he, he doesn't believe in any of this she of course she, she's crazy yeah she says that you know she's done this research she thinks this is gonna happen it and she even shows him i think photos that she took of herself and she's showing him live video of her face like yeah something's not right here yep. noah you but, idiot but he's just no, like you don't know. What so you're what if about. you watch half the tape? Do you get more days? You get fourteen days. <laughs> <laughs> These are the questions I want to know. Fourteen days. <laughs> um, but I like the scene too, where he 
like he's watching the tape and she goes outside like on the patio mm-hmm. and she's looking, you know, at the other apartments across the street and like it kind of pans over to each window and we see everybody's watching TV. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, I don't know if that's just commentary about how that's all people do is like mm-hmm. watch TV, but also like kind of ominous, like some Samara, Samara could potentially, you know how this thing spreads but he watches it and then he's like yeah that was a very student film which i thought was very funny because mm-hmm. it is um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought when she was looking over at everyone else that honestly those were references to other movies which it could have been completely off just because there's the one guy who was in the wheelchair with a broken leg and there's that movie where he like observe and she's observing him from the other from the window you know what movie i'm talking oh rear window is that what it is when like the hitchcock movie where he sees a murder across yes, the street? yes i thought that was I'm, that probably was a reference a, a sly reference to that maybe <laughs> so i was like oh well that guy in the wheelchair there's something about that and then she's watching i just thought it was kind of cool but i don't know if there's any other references in there because they're all they're all watching something but then she goes to the insane asylum where she sees um katie's friend Becca. Uh, Becca. She's not doing very well. She can't pass by the TV. Like, I like how they have, like, the screen thing over mm-hmm. so she doesn't see the TV because she's so traumatized. And then we have the scene where she goes to some kind of, I don't know what this place is, some news station or editing place to kind of mess with the tape or, mm-hmm. you know, and she sees the fly and the fly, she reaches into the TV and the fly comes out. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. That, yeah, that was really neat. I like how when, um, too, when like she's with Noah and they're analyzing the tape at Noah's place. Uh, His studio apartment's insane, yeah, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like these the are the only on kinds is. of places we see in movies. Yeah. Give me like what Noah's actually living in. You know, this little one bedroom, like. 200 to 300 square foot thing like there's no way Noah's affording this <laughs> and uh you know they're they're looking at them they're watching the tape or trying to analyze it and then she goes she ends up leaving and there's the ladder or she sees a ladder that's up against a wall and she's going uh it, it brings her back to the tape because that's one of the images in the tape is some ladder against the wall and she walks right under it and it's I'm, very ominous and immediately I thought ooh, bad luck that's bad luck. That's what the guy said. Like, all of a sudden, a guy comes yeah. and takes the ladder, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, and then we get a bunch of, like, research. Like, she's Googling, or I don't think Google was around here. I don't know what internet search things we had then. Um, if it was just internet search, maybe. Yeah, the computer was a little dated. I think this is the one section, maybe, that people might be bored at. But, like, I kind of like these scenes where, like, people in movies are investigating. Like, she's at, like, this library, and there's, like, these big-ass books. Like, the biggest books I've ever seen. And, like, mm-hmm. they're almost, like, falling off the shelves. Like, that could kill somebody. And, like, she's, like, flipping through the big-ass pages. And, like, I like all this research stuff. This I'll be honest, dragged a little for me, the I, research. I could at, see that. At, at this point, I'm like, okay, okay. But, you know, when she does finally hit, get her hit and she learns about uh, the horses and she learns about Anna Morgan, then you're like, okay, you're back in it, you know? Right. And I like the one part where she's, like, just scribbling down. Like, you just see her scribbling. Mm-hmm. And then she looks over and she's, like, um, scribbled over the 
girl's face, like not even realizing mm-hmm. it. I thought that was pretty creepy. Um, and then the, we get a little comedy relief here, which I think is needed because this is a kind of a dour movie overall. Mm. Where Noah's at like the convenience store, and there's the girl who's like, "You're gonna die," because oh, yeah. he's asking for the cigarettes, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, smoking kills." Like, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, because he, he got ner- he got nervous. He's like, "How does she know?" And right. but there have been other hints that people know that. If you watch the tape, you're going to die. So like, we had Aiden who Katie had told him she was going to die. Right. And this is kind of like an urban legend almost like this whole tape. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people are kind of whispering about it. Like some people have heard things and mm-hmm. I kind of like that aspect of it. Yeah, And even uh, when Rachel is talking with Becca, Becca knows somehow that Rachel only has four, four more days. days. Yeah, and so you—that's enough. Yes, you can figure out what's going on. Yeah, so we've seen some characters who know ahead what's going to happen. So at this convenience store, you're like, "Wait, how does she know?" And then you realize, "Oh, she's just fucking with them." I mean, <laughs> she didn't lie. Smoking kills. It does. <laughs> then we get the scene we mentioned kind of early, where she's talking to her sister, like I think asking her to babysit. Aiden so she can investigate mm-hmm. and she starts coughing and she like coughs up the cord like there's this awesome POV shot you just hear her keep pulling and pulling and pulling it you keeps going and yeah. going and we see that it, you know it's like one of those like microphones like it's it's pretty gross <laughs> yeah and that's when Rachel learns that Aiden has now watched the tape so this whole investigative journey becomes much more personal. Yes, that's, I think that's a great aspect. Like mm-hmm. it makes the ticking clock of the days even more because she only like she has to save her son now, mm-hmm. not only herself. Exactly. And we learned too that maybe she should have hit it better though, the tape. Yeah, you have this death tape lying around. <laughs> it says it on the cover. <laughs> death tape. And then, Do not watch Aiden. Yeah, and then Aiden's like, hey, You're going to watch it. He said, I couldn't sleep. I think that was his excuse. Okay. Then watch some cartoons. Aiden, it's 2002. Turn on Nickelodeon. <laughs> this kid is not watching Nickelodeon. This I'm telling kid. you. This poor kid. <laughs> He's more of a Disney Channel kid. Then we, uh, I think this at the same time. She calls Noah, right? Yeah, she calls Noah and she says, He's watched it. And Noah goes, Who? She goes, Your son, or our son. Yeah. And that's when we learn the full extent of their relationship. Yeah, I kind of like that reveal, even though, like, it was kind of hinted at like we had the one scene in the rain where the kids walking and they kind of eye each other yeah, just, and you're like what's going on there yeah so i kind of like this reveal yeah then i think like we get the the fairy scene right with the with the horse it's very upsetting another jump scare the horse jump scare we get a horse jump scare you always need an animal jump scare it's usually a cat but we get horses <laughs> in the ring yeah this scene was kind of crazy <laughs> yeah, if you have any love for animals, just skip this scene because it's disturbing. I didn't expect the horse to break out from its little cage thing because I figured that you would probably be- didn't expect the horse to like fall off the boat, go underneath the boat, and then hit the propeller either. Did you? I didn't expect everyone just to run. Okay, so the horse, you know, jumps off the boat, and he's on one side. And everyone's on the one side. And then everyone just runs to the back of the boat and they just stand there for, you know, a good second watching. And then they realize the poor horse has been hit by the propeller. Like, what did you think was going to happen to this horse? Well, they wanted to make sure (laughs) maybe they were going to go in and rescue it. There was no rescuing this horse once they jumped off. But just the sounds of it and the the little girls, her horse screaming. Well, she she screamed before my horse or something, you know. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah, and you know, obviously there's like CGI used here for the horse, but I think it looks pretty good. And I'll just say it's much, much better than the CGI deer in the ring too, because <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> so after this upsetting horse drama, we Rachel gets to the island at this like big ass creepy farm where she talks to the father. I don't know if she, does, she, does she even know who this guy is at this point. Um, but it's pl- he's played by Brian Cox, great, great actor. I think she, I think she knows his name is Mr. Morgan. Yes. Yeah, so Anna's husband. Mm-hmm. But we get kind of backstory on the horses and how all the horses died. So he's kind of living this sad life, like mm-hmm. fixing up this big ass place, this big ass farm with horse farm with no horses. <laughs> Maybe you should move. You're a poor farmer. <laughs> But he's like, I don't have a daughter, and we're kind of like wondering what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I li- like his lines about how you reporters, like he says, you take a personal tragedy and spread it to the world like sickness, which is good commentary. Commentary, <laughs> and you know what is happening with the tapes, basically. Mm-hmm. This is where we have Noah being a little bit of a badass as well. We get we get to this scene where he tries to get Anna's records from the the mental hospital. That she Pretty clever. Yeah, and he, he goes up and he's like, oh, I got to get the records. And he said, well, you know, are you family? No. He's like, well, you can't just give these to you. And he says, oh, but I've I've been up there all the time. I go up there all the time. And then the one guy goes, well, it's actually downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, he presumably leaves defeated, but then only to just come back and break in. <laughs> he breaks in. <laughs> but then we have the scene with, uh, like, the guy who works there and he's – he wants to view the tape, and he's like, and the tape's gone. And he's like, who was the last person to view this? And mm-hmm. he looks at the records, says Richard Morgan, or who Noah says he claimed he was mm-hmm. Richard Morgan. The guy's like, it was you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a little comedy relief in this, another comedy relief, which yep. I thought was was smartly placed, because, again, this is a kind of a depressing, yeah, uh, a very rainy movie, <laughs> constant rain. That And that's what I really I like that. I love Dark. the cinematography. Yeah. It's, so, it's like beautifully disturbing. Yes. I like to it's, put it. It sets the tone for everything. You you know what you're getting at. It is nice to have these little moments. Where yeah, it is they're a break they're from needed it. once in a while. Yeah. And then we go to, uh, we go back to the island where Rachel's now watching that tape mm-hmm. of Samara. And they ask her, do you like, do you want to hurt people? Or something. Do you want to stop or something like that? And she's like, no. I like. Essentially, she wants to hurt people. What? It's very creepy. Yeah. Like, why? What? And what is she doing? First of all, like, why is this Samara in the mental hospital? Did we? Well, the the parents, or at least the father, put her there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Because he thinks that she drove the his wife, wife crazy to, to suicide. Yeah. By jumping off the cliff. Yeah. So pretty much though he was in the right because <laughs> cuz yeah, she's she's not a good girl. No, she wants to hurt people. <laughs> yeah, I like the one part where the doctor's like you don't want to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but I do. Yeah. Like yes, that's what it very, is. Very very creepy. Oh, and then this and the next scene where Mr. Morgan comes up and he smacks Rachel like hard around the head. And then which was not not really necessary, though, because he's just going to kill himself. Yeah, he just steals the TV and he has all he's (laughs) He's like, bitch, I need this TV to electrocute myself. Yes, you're in my way. Stop watching this tape. (laughs) I 
and then when she uh, he so he goes up to the bathroom. He's got all all his electrical hooked up, so he could just was a seven pound style. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, um, electrocute himself in in the. I bathtub. haven't seen that movie, but I get the reference. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then when Rachel goes up, like, and uh, just she, a hair dryer might have worked, or eels, or, or eels. <laughs> So when Rachel gets up there and is on the, and her her feet are in the water because it's overflowing from the bathtub right away, I was like, "Oh, this guy." So oh. what do you think? Why why is he killing himself? Do you think he watched the tape, or why was he spared if he did from Samara? Some people I think believe that he maybe put the tape at the cabin, and maybe because he worked with her she mm-hmm. let him live i think that he didn't watch the tape what i think is he that knew about the tape though he knew yeah he knew about the tape and one of the last things i think he says to rachel is uh you coming here has like proven that i can't help i can't help you or like everyone mm-hmm. so i think he he knew the ex- about the existence of the tape and the fact that people were watching it and people were dying and that he was indirectly involved mainly because he he brought Samara with his wife back so it wasn't really that you know i i don't think he had any he was helping Samara at all i think he just felt responsible for the deaths be- as a result of the tape Right. And that's why he's like, oh, when Rachel comes back and he realizes I can't help you or anyone else, that's when he just decides to end his life. Because everyone, because he said this isn't, you know, the first time someone's come to him mm-hmm. with this. So there have been other deaths that have happened indirectly because of him. But then we go, her and all go out to the barn where they see, you know, the ladder leading up to the barn. So that's kind of explaining yep. the ladder on the tape. Mm-hmm. I like, I don't know. It's just kind of like sad, almost like this little area where she had to mm-hmm. stay. Like yeah. you feel kind of bad for, um, I mean, at this point, mm-hmm. there's like a little chair in front of a TV kind of explaining mm-hmm. the TV with the VCR mm-hmm. and, um, like they peel back the wallpaper and you see like that there's the tree, mm-hmm. the tree from the, um, like the cabin, mm-hmm. like burned into the wall. Yes. And I, I like the unraveling of this puzzle that's happening. That's what I have. Yeah. Mystery unraveling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the whole reason they even go to um, the horse barn was because she had remembered Aiden telling her the horses keep her up at night. So that's why she killed them all. They're all dead. Let her sleep. She can't she, sleep in a horse barn. I mean, I'd be pretty upset if I couldn't get sleep. <laughs> the horses had to come in. <laughs> They're just little things, you know, like that, where if. Maybe I was a smarter individual. I could have picked up on this sooner and figured it yeah. out myself. But dumb AF, Matt. I, I guess so. No, but I like like throughout the whole movie, like little the little pieces start to come together. Yeah. Then we are on day seven. Bum bum bum. Not looking good for you, Rach. Mm-mm. So her and Noah go back to the cabin, and they end up. Well, he kind of like has like a freak out and like starts smashing everything. And then like the marbles like show them, you know, there's something under here, something. Yeah, something under there. So he starts axing the floor and we find the well, which I don't think they really knew it was a well. Like the you see because you would see the ring. That's what I always associated with. The well is like the ring sort of. Which... They're, they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> 
But she's like, oh, okay, now. now. But she, that the TV ends up pushing like, Rachel into the well. Yeah. Falling on her, essentially. Falling on yeah. her. She falls down the well. And the wall gets shot. Not a good situation to be in. No. Um, but like then we have like, you know, her hair. We have the, like the wet hair scene, which is always just gross. Grosses me out. Wet hair. Um, but then we get like the flashback and we kind of find out what happened with Anna. The full story. Full story. Um, like they would I guess they would go there to this to this place and she's looking down the well and the mom's like. All I ever wanted was you. Mm-hmm. Puts a bag over her head and then pushes her pushes the well. down the well. Yeah, which is pretty sad. You know, all she ever wanted was a daughter, mm-hmm. but it's come to this basically. And then we learn too how long someone can survive in a well. It's the seven days. Well, not yeah, that's after. Yeah. but yeah, it's. I do like that reveal. She's like, mm-hmm. how long could somebody live down there? Seven days, mm-hmm. which obviously it explains the phone calls and how mm-hmm. long you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, this is when we see like also like the nails and the wall and the wall. Well, mm-hmm. which is pretty disturbing nail, even though we don't actually see it happen. Like anything to do with nails and movies is pretty gross yes. to me. <laughs> and uh, Rachel thinks that, Oh, this girl just needs a proper burial and everything will be better. Yeah, and I do think they do a really good job of making you think the movie is about to end. I thought it was over. <laughs> I thought it was over, and even after the scene of them when they're they're going back home to Aiden, mm-hmm. even when she's like in the shower, like most movies, I'm like, oh, something else is gonna happen. But like the way they shot it and did the music, I was like, mm-hmm. this could keep, this could still end. Mm-hmm. Like I thought maybe it would end like with the shower drain because yeah. you know it's like the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they live happily ever after, if you end it here, <laughs> uh, if you stop the movie here. Should have been a nice ending. Yeah, but then it's like the next morning, I think, and she's in bed with Aiden, mm-hmm. and you kind of get the sense that, like, she's going to be a better mom now, too. Like, she's like, she's like, don't you have to work? And she's like, not today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's still calling her Rachel. Does he call her mom at the end here at all, or is he still oh, calling her Rachel? Does I don't he call know. her mom once? That's a great character progression for Aiden. Yes. <laughs> Some deeper appreciation for your parent. Yeah. But he's like, you know, what happened to the girl? Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's all it's all over now. We helped her. Mm-hmm. And you just see him kind of sit up. And he's like, like what the fuck did you do? Mom, <laughs> you're a dumb hoe. <laughs> no, no, mom. Why'd you do that? You weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> and at the same time, Noah is living his seventh day. Yeah, he's just... You know, he thinks everything's okay. He's doing work in his big ass studio apartment. <laughs> um, I like the shot too, where like he's got the coffee mug and he, he lifts it up, and there's like the ring there. I mm-hmm. see what they did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> clever, clever. And then, yeah, his TV just mysteriously turns on. He goes to unplug it, still turns on, and he knows something's up. And then the phone rings. And he's like, hell no, I'm not picking that up. But it's Rachel. Yes, twist. But even like when the TV turns on and you see the well, like there's like this like sound effect they use. I don't know how to explain it, but Mm -hmm. if you hear that sound, like you automatically think of of this movie. It's Mm -hmm. iconic. Um, But we didn't see this before. We saw a brief shot earlier when the sun was watching her hand start to come up, Mm -hmm. too, which was very creepy. But here she's fully coming out of this well. (laughs) She's... Coming out of the TV. And, and, and coming too. out of the TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, the most iconic part of this movie. Yes. Like, I remember, too, like, the audience, when I saw this at the time, uh-huh. 
when I was younger, like like this was pretty shocking at the time. Mm-hmm. And the effects hold up. I think it looks pretty good. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. You oh. believe she was in that TV and she is now in your face. <laughs> <laughs> this is like three D. Yeah. You don't even need the glasses. Nope. Like I didn't know they had this tech back then, but <laughs> no red and blue glasses needed. <laughs> James Cameron could never. <laughs> um but like I like him like he like falls into like all his like bookshelf things and he's like Mm -hmm. crawling in the glass and you see the blood um i will say though there's a shot where her hair starts to like pull back and you can see her zombie face Mm -hmm. i didn't need that i thought that was too much and a little cheesy Mm -hmm. i like it better in the original you just see like a close-up of her eye and it looks so freaky like it's like kind of twitching yeah like that's all you needed i think they went a little too far Mm -hmm. for me personally but but I like like her like rushing to get there. The suspense, the music's building mm-hmm. up. Like she's like running up the stairs trying to get to him. But not, not in time. Not in time, Rachel. Um, and like she slowly approaches his chair, turns the chair around. I don't. We don't even see his face at this point. No, but you just hear her scream. Her scream. Oh, that's that enough. Was, that was good. That was a good scream. Naomi Watts, scream queen. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't think you really needed to see what happened to him at this point i, I, I would, feel I, like don't would, don't we get a flash at the end i think we do get a flash think, somewhere it's is, very yeah. brief again that's all we needed yeah something something quick and brief um and then we get a scene that kind of confused me slightly is when after she's traumatized at looking at him mm-hmm. like she goes out and she's kind of like by the stairs and she sees like the kind of girlfriend mm-hmm. of him yeah and like I don't know, I think when I first saw this, for some reason, I thought is Samara taking over her body? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on, or is this just implying that she's gonna go in the apartment and see it, and how messed up that is? Oh, like I don't know, I don't, I didn't really understand the the point. Yeah, I think she may have just been so traumatized by she couldn't even wanna... warn her. Yeah, which is kind of yeah messed up, but still, yeah. You... But maybe, maybe she's like, "This is what you deserve." That's my man, <laughs> or was maybe, maybe she figured though, like, "Oh, if I go and tell her, she'll just think I'm the crazy ex." <laughs> maybe that, yes. yeah. <laughs> but I think that girl, she went on to be like in one of those CSI shows, like as a major character. She was like the goth one. Really? I don't watch CBS, but, um, <laughs> but then she gets home, and then, like it's so funny when she's like. He's like, what's wrong? She's like, go to your room. And he's like, runs to his room. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, what did I do? Um, but then she's like freaking out, like smashing the tape, burning it. She's like, what, you know, what did I do that he didn't? Yeah. Why am I still alive? Mm-hmm. And then she kind of puts the pieces together. Because she made the copy. She ends up making a copy earlier. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Saved her ass. Yeah. She, cause she, I think she says kids just want to be heard or something like that. Right. She wants this the sickness to spread essentially mm-hmm. yeah which you know pretty disturbing um so then we cut to her having uh her son make a copy mm-hmm. and he's like well what's gonna happen to the people we show this to and then we just see her face and then we see like images of the tape and the movie ends which i love i love a mm-hmm. bleak ending yeah uh, you know it's good and you just know, like, I mean, it's the ring. It's a, it's cyclical. What's the word? Psychological. No, circ- circular. 
Is that the word I want? It's just going to keep going and going, like the ring, basically. It's like the never-ending story. It's a never-ending story. (laughs) It's a never-ending cycle. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I have a way with words. You're welcome. Um, It's like Gary the Snail. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I like like the ending, just implying that this is going to keep going on. And it it does go on, I guess. Ring two. Which oh, I haven't seen. I but just maybe. restart. I just started watching it because I was did. just curious. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it didn't need to be made. Oh. Basically, it was definitely. It definitely seems like a cash grab movie. Like this movie made so much money. Yeah, of course we're gonna do a sequel. But did they need to? No, they we, did not. They're like, we like money. We <laughs> <laughs> we like buying things. Um, I don't think I've seen Ring Two. So well, maybe. I hope not. You didn't see this one. Well, you just went right into the ring too. I, I just go into the sequels. You're straight in. <laughs> That'd be an interesting way to do it. When we get to Friday Thirteenth, we'll start with part. How many Friday Thirteenths are there? I don't even know. We'll I start just, with part twelve. I just want to see him fight and Freddy. go down. I'll see him fight Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> just go right to that one, whatever that is. Um. So, what are your overall final thoughts? Did you like this movie? Yeah, I liked it. I did think it, you know, kind of dragged a little bit, like the middle, the middle part. Yeah, uh, and seeing a scary movie three first definitely kind of ruined some yeah. of the, uh, I don't know, the ambiance for this movie maybe because I was expecting the girl to come out of the TV for the longest time. Yeah, it does kind of ruin it. Like, there's part of me that wishes, like, even though I do enjoy the. F- first three scary movies yeah. i guess like like even scream i know some people have a hard time watching scary movie and then watching scream oh that'd be you rough. know see i always have to bring up scream every episode <laughs> that's my new thing i'm gonna make sure i reference scream at least some one. reference but um yeah it's kind of unfortunate because obviously it's not this movie's fault and at the time yeah like i said like i still remember the audience reaction mm-hmm. to to that scene of her coming out of the tv mm-hmm. it's iconic yeah. But I just even without that, like I just think the how this movie shot, the production, yes. mm-hmm. and the sense of dread throughout. It's mm-hmm. it's a really well made, well done movie. Yeah, and like I said earlier, you know that countdown for me that that was really cool. I enjoyed that. Uh, like we were talking about in the beginning, how this the whole film aesthetically looks like it could be it could happen tomorrow. Right, it's 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 aged pretty well, yeah. minus the VCR. Yeah, which I'm sure some people would watch this, like the kids now, and be like, "What is that?" That which that, is very depressing to yeah, me. Yeah, that's something I was thinking too when I was watching. I was like, "How many kids would know what this is? How many kids know what rewind is?" I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if some kids don't know what a Blu-ray player is at this point. Yeah, true <laughs> you know? too. Yeah, it's yeah, all you, about streaming. Do you say rewind when you? S- is that what you say to a kid? Like, what are kids going to tell? What are kids now going to tell kids? Do kids know their what kids? please be kind rewind means? Do, I yeah. wish it said that on the tape, too. If they had one of those little. Do you remember those stickers? I don't remember the, the stick. Video? I know the phrase. Oh. I don't remember the stickers. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a dick move. You would go rent a movie. You would yeah. bring a home and you go to play it and it's not rewound. Like, come on, people. Yeah, get your shit together. Be kind rewind. <laughs> if we take anything from this movie, the ring, be kind rewind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, had it. I'm glad you liked it. This is one of probably one of my favorites. I'm not always the biggest supernatural fan, mm-hmm. as you know. Yeah, I do, but this is definitely one of my favorites. So yeah, this was good. 
Enjoy yeah, it. thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, uh, thanks for tuning in to episode eight now of uh, the Horse Dance Podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. Please um, follow, review, five stars. Follow us on social media at Horror Stands on Instagram and Twitter. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell that random guy you were spread sitting next to. Spread it like Samara spreads yes. the tape. Yes. <laughs> spread it to everyone. Spread it like sickness. <laughs> Be just like Samara. <laughs> Thank you so much, and we'll see you for the next episode.